Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Oh, now they need to see my birth certificate. Hmm. Honey, where do we keep the birth certificates? Why? Buying socks. Socks. I'll check upstairs. It's easy to be unsafe online. You're the best. Now it's easy to help protect yourself. Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you device security, a VPN for online privacy, and identity theft protection. All in one. Opt in to cyber safety. Save 25% or more off your first year at norton.com slash news. On this episode, we're going to talk about Black Panther, especially given that I just saw it last night. And also, it seems like Washington still can't get off that spending narcotic. So we're going to talk about that budget deal and also that infrastructure, I guess, proposal that was mentioned this week. All that on this episode of Trend Chat. time to another episode of trend chat i'm your host brian bledsoe and if you want to connect with us whether on facebook instagram or twitter it's all the same name trend chat 24 7 also as i mentioned pretty much every episode don't forget about the book politics a clearing call to political activism which is available on barnes and noble and amazon which contains over 300 articles including an article from myself about being a delegate at the Public National Convention in 2016. And it's on a number of issues, whether it's uh, education, uh, health care, uh, rec- just general political issues. So pick that up if you like, especially if you are interested in political activism, hence the name of the book. And I also want to mention... We know now officially that we will be at CPAC in Washington, D.C., February 22nd through the 24th. So anyone's listening, you know, I'll be there. And I'm pretty sure I'll be wearing a a trench hat shirt. (laughs) So 
I won't be hard to find in that sense, especially given I, you know, if you see the, I guess the graphic of it and, and you see me with the hat. So basically I look exactly how the, how it looks on the graphic for the podcast. So I'll be wearing a hat and a trench hat shirt. So if you see me and you listen to the show, no, come by and let me know. I'll be walking around media row here and there. So anyway, last night went to see Black Panther and, you know, normally we will be on on Thursday, but this is Friday and I decided just to wait until today to do this episode because I didn't want to wait until next week, especially with CPAC going on. Who knows if I will even get a chance to post an episode. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen when I get to CPAC. Things get kind of hectic. It's it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I, I love going to CPAC to meet up with friends, basically, that I haven't seen since last year for the most part. So definitely looking forward to to being there but it is a little hectic sometimes so some so as far as doing a doing a podcast i mean i might be able to do it i might actually do it on media row who knows but i don't have like all those credentials and all that i just have credentials just to be a media member which is also something to um celebrate for us because it is um by getting that media credential for CPAC, that is our first official media credential. So, yeah. Yeah. The podcast has grown enough, at least, to the point to where we we were able to get a media credential for CPAC, which is awesome. And so I appreciate CPAC for, um, you know, granting that access. So I really, really am, um, yeah really proud of, proud of that in a way because you know just never never thought last week was the first year of trend chat starting and i never thought if you would told me in what december of 2016 that i would have some sort of platform where i could get media credentials to events i would say you're you're crazy outside of what i was already doing with politics but if um if someone would told me that you get it on your own i guess with your own podcast i would be like yeah need to quit smoking crack because that's (laughs) i i had no no thoughts of doing that at that time so anyway like i said um went to see black panther and um you know, I did say in the previous episode, just you know, just a little quick aside, that Black Panther is not going to be the greatest movie of all time. So that's what I said last week, and that's still true. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not going to say it's not. It's not the greatest movie of all time. It is a good movie, and I would recommend you people if you're interested in you know superhero movies or if you're just interested in the just the marvel cinematic universe and you know marvel movies in general it's it's a good movie and i had no doubt that it would not be you know that it, it 
would be a great you know movie as far as the sense of you know Marvel movies that were that they make. I mean, they have a a wonderful track record as far as um, these movies that have been that they've been making in the past. Well, now over ten years, starting off with um, Iron Man. So, so I my expectations were that that it's going to be just you know another good Marvel movie that I'm going to enjoy. Uh, but yeah, I'm not moving to Wakanda though. <laughs> I know some people. <laughs> were talking about well this movie is so awesome and so great making me want to move to Wakanda and you know you didn't have some people you know there is one thing in the movie that that kind of like irritates me a little bit it's where they definitely try to make make the point that well this is how Africa would be with the white people basically then screw it up and it, you know that's not not how they say it they use like colonizers and stuff like that but you know, in layman's terms, basically, this is Africa before the white people screwed us up. So, and, you know, to to make it seem like we as black people would just be so morally and technology, you know, I guess technologically superior to everyone else is just like, OK, that's a little arrogant in a way. Cause like, oh, we're just so much better. <laughs> we'll be so much better if we didn't have, you know, uh whatever you know the slave trade and everything like that yeah obviously it would be better but i wouldn't go so far and make it seem like we'd be on this a whole other level than everyone else so that is one thing that kind of bit irritated me in that sense but it's not like something that was overt and that was just put in your face but it's it was something that was also mentioned in the reviews and stuff like that anyway and so like i said it's a good movie. I'm not moving. <laughs> I'm not, you know, itching to move to Wakanda. Not even itching to move to Africa in general. Um, it's funny. I came across an article from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, the the great NBA legend, and he had a had an article. Um, one one part of the article he mentioned that, well, by watching Black Panther, you will have a anti asshole country uh, uh, appreciation for africa now if, if you don't know how, what i'm referencing to um president trump mentioned about you know some of these countries and when they were talking about these um talking about the people that were having the temporary status over here and talking about ending that and the report was saying that he called these countries you know uh, uh i guess you can call uh fecal <laughs> Fecal dumps, <laughs> something like that, <laughs> or s-holes, or whatever. So, if you know what I'm talking about, but so he, Kareem, tried to throw that in there to take a jab at President Trump, and uh, obviously, yeah, he's gonna do that. I mean, <laughs> take in, any opportunity to take a shot at at Trump. So it's funny because when I read that, I was like. Well, this is before I saw the movie, but even still, I was like, I hope you're not talking about Wakanda because you do know that's not a real place. Because <laughs> now, unless they're going to show a lot of Africa, the real Africa, um, a lot of that, then OK. But I was thinking that before I saw the movie. So when I saw the movie, there really isn't a lot of, I guess, a lot of scenes outside 
of this fictional African world. <laughs> this fictional Af African country, Wakanda, you, you saw all of that, but there weren't a lot of scenes outside of that. They went to other locations like Korea and I think London, some other places, but they didn't show a lot of like outside of this bubble, the literal bubble that they have in uh, Wakanda. So it's not much. Uh, <laughs> I mean, unless you're going to have this appreciation for a fictional world. Like I said, a lot of people are just like really going over the top where I feel like, oh, man, I wish I can go to Wakanda or something like that or whatever. You know, another thing I was thinking about, too, because there's, there's a saying in the movie. I don't think this is a spoiler at all. But there's a saying in the movie, I think it's, it was said before, but they said Wakanda forever. And that's that's great. You're having pride in your country. The, but the thing about it, it's isn't it funny to hear that coming from, you know, talking about an African country and people all embrace that saying Wakanda forever. That's great. You know, you're having pride in your country. But yet, if you say America first. That's oh, that's racist or that's xenophobic or that's, um, you know, just evil. <laughs> but people in this comic book movie talking about a fictional country. Oh, that's great. Let's talk about Wakanda forever. That that's that's fully embraced. Um, I just found that a little hypocritical to hear that, to to accept that, but then want to reject on people here in America that want to be America first. So that, that was, a uh, something I kind of, I, I kind of just like, that's interesting that to, to hear about, hear that. So now I know another thing <clears throat> that was mentioned, uh, in a lot of these reviews was, um, the, I guess the praise of not only Chad with Bo Bozeman, for you know, playing Black Panther T'Challa is the name, and uh, but it also was for Marco B. Jordan, who plays the, I guess you could say the villain in the movie, and there was plenty of you know rave reviews about his performance. And after watching the movie, I understand why now. <laughs> I will say that Michael B. Jordan's character. His name is Eric Killmonger. His, you know, he's a villain in the movie, antagonist or whatever you want to call him. But after seeing the movie last night, okay, I, oh, now I, I see why they loved it so much. Because honestly, I think they, the, the a lot of the critics that um that were reviewing, and I bet especially a lot of the black ones, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> especially the ones who are sympathetic to like black lives matter and whatnot. I'm pretty sure they probably saw Michael B. Jordan's um, character and saw him as the hero of this movie, not the villain. So, and I can definitely see, you know, the black lives crowd, um, black lives matter crowd, you know, put, you know, put him as the hero. That's the true black Panther, as they probably will say, because, what he did in the movie, I can just see all of those groups like, you know, like I said, Black Lives Matter. They could probably be cheering him throughout the movie. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised they would 
have some sort of criticism like why is Michael B. Jordan's character considered the the villain. He he is actually speaking truth, and he's actually right. And I can see that coming, if it not already, you know, being put out there now. But um, it's kind of one of those things where if this wasn't, if people weren't so wrapped up in wanting to give, just over <laughs> this over hyping praise i guess to, for this movie i think that would be one criticism that probably would have been would have been made already but no one wanted to say one bad word <laughs> about this movie now there were according to rotten tomatoes there were like three critics who dared to give it not even a really bad review they didn't say it was a horrible movie but they just had criticisms and it was considered a bad review and so, yeah. Uh, first, there was just one. Then, it, then there were like two others. And it's, I think one is from Ireland. I think or at least it was the Irish Independent. That was the first one. And then the other two, I think, from Australia. So, um, as far as any um, anybody in the states that is given a bad review, I guess officially according to Rotten Tomatoes, I haven't seen one yet. And um, I pray for that soul, if <laughs> whoever that soul would be, that would make that critical bad review of um a black panther if if they're going to make it and um <laughs> yeah he he might need some protection unfortunately but <laughs> um he or she could be she but you know um i'm thinking like i said it's a good movie but also it's an origin story because we are introducing a character, you know, to the, you know, to the masses, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, like all origin stories, they're a little bit tricky because you want to tell the story about this character and want to tell people, you know, who, you know, what they're about and why are they, why they have these powers or whatever, or where they came from. And so to do all that can be a little bit can be tricky in a way because it can if you're making a superhero movie, a lot of people expect action and it's kind of hard to tell that story and to give depth and some details about this character and also, you know, balance with the action. I think they did a good job. I think they did a really good job as far as um, doing that balance in this movie. Um, I was wondering if it's going to be like a a lot of action in the beginning and then a lot of, you know, origin stuff where you're just talking and showing this and showing that and then there'll be a lot of action at the end. But it it wasn't. It it, it flowed through pretty pretty well. And um, <laughs> I, I'm going to think about bad origin story movies. And which the one that comes to mind is uh, Superman Returns, which I don't even understand why they had to be a bad one because everyone knows about Superman. But for some reason, when they did Superman Returns, they felt like they felt the need to have to talk about every detail about not well, not every detail, but just go on and on about the origins of Superman, which at that time, you know, you pretty much know for the most part. And if you don't, I mean, you probably then not going to go watch the movie anyway. So, um, but yeah, 
it was good as far as um making that striking that balance and also the supporting characters the two that stood out to me was um was a uh, black panther's sister and black panther's general yeah the sister and the general of you know in black panther they did a great job now i'm you're probably hearing me saying this i don't know but i know in my mind i'm just gonna tell you the only the reason why i'm i'm saying it like that you know the sister you know black panther's sister just so if you watch it to know who i'm talking about and the general so she's like the best fighter on wakanda and you know pretty much like the right hand woman of of um, black panther unfortunately I, I would like to actually give them credit to say their names but i had to saw their names and i'm like i don't want to butcher it and i don't want to butcher their names so just uh, just know who the characters i'm talking about and maybe look it up and, and i try to look it up on google to try to say it phonetically like how to phonetically say their names but i just wasn't finding <laughs> finding it so i could say it correctly so yeah so that's why i'm saying it like that and i guess one last thing is um this this definitely was a more of a standalone movie if you know that what i mean by that it's basically this movie is about black panther so like I mentioned before, this is a Marvel movie and it is within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which if you don't know, it's like all these movies that started way back when Iron Man came out are all kind of connected leading up to uh, Avengers Affinity War, which comes out later on this year. <clears throat> so all these movies have been connected in some way, shape or form to lead up to this movie coming out um, in May. And black panther is pretty pretty much on its own it's pretty much not really it don't make too many references if any really um towards the upcoming movie which is a little bit disappointing for me i i was wondering i thought it'd be a little bit more as far as um showing a little bit as far as what's gonna um what to look for in the upcoming movie but you know you don't have a lot of those, especially when it comes to these Marvel movies, as far as like these standalone, just talk, you know, this movie is just about this character and we're not really going to reference anything outside of it, this world. So that's, that's one thing. I don't know if that's considered a spoiler, but it's, yeah, don't look, I guess, you know, don't expect to see anything, um, in reference to the Avengers, which, you know now this ain't it's not a spoiler because you if you saw the trailer you know he's gonna be uh he's in um avengers affinity war that being said it's still in the movie you, you know it's it's pretty it's um it goes in a direction where i didn't expect that it would go but it was good though so i'm gonna quit talking about that <laughs> about it because i feel like i might slip up and say something that actually would be a spoiler so all in all it was a good movie i would probably give it what uh out of five i said four out of five um um 
maybe 3.5 i don't know maybe 37 3.75 i don't know but yeah it was it was good so um before we i guess get into the other news wow that was long i didn't know i went that long <laughs> man mr producer i went that long it was 20 20 minutes talking about this all right um yeah so uh before we get into the other news um let's hear from my friends with the frowner project hello trend chat listeners if you like the founding projects civics education video series civics for all ages and our educational meme series we think you will love our new website join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement the founding project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. please join us today so on valentine's day of all days we had a another school shooting in parkland florida now this is uh like i said this is a another horrible tragedy um we had many lives lost um, at this point i think it's 17 16 or 17 and the the shooter were, was um captured and so un- unfortunately we um when something like this happens we go straight into well how can this be prevented and what you know what can what could have been done and i know one thing i mentioned on facebook is um you know sometimes across the political spectrum i think people want to i guess want to not talk about the implications of something like this they want to uh, like they want to have like a morning period to where no nobody talks about that at all if we just wanted to have our thoughts and prayers which is perfectly fine if that's what you want to do that's you know it's perfectly fine i have no problem with that at all my issue is with the people who want to criticize the people who are also talking about what are you know what's going to come from this and what can we do to either you know defend our rights to self-defense or as the other gun controllers out there who want to use this and make and make some some sort of plea to for for gun control basically just to take away guns to infringe on the rights of millions of citizens law abiding citizens I might add and um <clears throat> you can do both and that's what I mentioned on Facebook you can be thoughtful and mourn with the lives that are affected in with this tragedy and also defend our right to self-defense you can do both of those they're not mutually exclusive so if you want to do that great if you don't want to then that's great too my what i'm saying is that 
it's not you don't have to condemn the people who are out there, you know, making that defense of self-defense. So, and you know, another thing I mentioned is um, I think I well I also mentioned this before actually during another time when we were discussing a shooting is that the only reason all of this I guess it feels like things are being politicized so quickly is mainly because those discussions and that you will have around the dinner table at a you know at the water cooler at work or you know talking to your neighbor <laughs> um, all of those discussions are now being posted online on social media platforms you know take your pick and so everyone can see what your opinion is you know right then and there as opposed to in the past you didn't know about what everyone else was saying because you didn't have a a facebook or twitter to go to and see what everyone is saying now you see it and so it feels like everything being politicized but we were already doing this we were already having our opinions you know, our snap opinions on these issues, we were just saying it to a few people, but now we're publishing it to the world. So that's one reason why it seems that way. But I, I will say we always have had these thoughts. It just now, like I said, we're just seeing it more and seeing it for more for more people across the country. So. And so with that, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone that has been affected in this shooting. And gun control is not the answer. It it is not the answer. If, If anything, we need to be more prepared and actually we should be more have more training to defend ourselves as opposed to as a lot of these you know people who are for gun control that want to basically make government the answer that the government should be our only protection and we should not seek our own at all we should only be um just beholden to to the government to protect us and that's all that do is just makes us more vulnerable and for more attacks regardless of what you want to use it with it, it could be a gun it could be a knife it could be anything someone could make up so it's best for all of us to be more prepared as opposed to being less prepared and just basically be sitting ducks so so yeah that that's that's all i have on that and um you know, I'm actually going to go right into the next one because we actually are running low on time. I, I didn't know that whole talking about Black Panther was going to go that long. But um, I really thought when I was talking about Black Panther, I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about maybe five, ten minutes. I ain't, I ain't got much else to say. But uh, yeah, but yeah, that went longer than I thought. So uh, the other thing was the budget deal. Oh, Oh, that budget deal. Okay. Um, so, last week, there was a budget deal that basically blew, that just, well, 
blew through spending caps. I mean, they're spending like there's no tomorrow now. And this is coming from Republicans. So, you know, <laughs> for the past eight years, we've been talking about spending as far as when Obama was in office. And, oh, we, you know, when Republicans get in, get in power, we're going to cut this spending and we're going to do this and that. Well, no, still spending. And on that particular issue, as far as spending, it's not really surprising. Because, for one, it well, you shouldn't be surprised, not only from Congress, but you also shouldn't be surprised that it came from President Trump as, as well. But, speaking on Congress, for one, a lot of those big spending, moderate, liberal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, liberal Republicans out there that want to spend, they're still there. They didn't go away. They're still there. So, the, to think that just because they're in power, they're all of a sudden like, well, we're going to just stop this spending all of a sudden. No, they're still there. So expect even more, I guess, more things co co connected to spending, whether it's um, earmarks or um, the XM um, Export-Import Bank, calling something else, but <laughs> Export-Import Bank, like all of those other things that basically foster crony cronyism I, I don't like calling it crony capitalism but it's just cronyism in general all of those things be on the lookout for them because like those big spending republicans are still there a lot of them are still there matter of fact they are the majority so especially if you're talking about the the senate the senate is only 51 and i would say probably more 30 of them are for you know spending of some sort probably 40 actually so that is a big majority of those that want to spend on something the thing about it uh democrats want to spend on everything <laughs> um republicans want to spend on some things they all they both want to spend <laughs> they just where they want to spend it and you only have a few uh people that actually are concerned about the spending in washington the most of the republicans when they talk about concern about spending it's because they just where it's being spent it's not because they're spending they just want it spent somewhere else <laughs> so um so that's why i said not, that's it shouldn't be that surprising to that this comes from republicans in the congress now also when you're talking about president trump this also shouldn't be as surprising because it's not like he didn't mention this in the campaign. This is one of the things where conservatives actually, you know, were worried about. So this shouldn't have been surprised. It should have been prepared that, you know, okay, this is going to come. He mentioned about spending, especially on infrastructure. And that's one thing he mentioned this week about this proposal for inf infrastructure. He mentioned that during the campaign. It's not like he just came out out of nowhere and said, oh, I want to start spending on X, Y and Z. He he has mentioned this. He has talked about it in the campaign, you know, you know, back then, even I think a little bit some last year. So we should have known this is coming eventually. Now. So now and the things we were talking about as far as the infrastructure. 
these are the things that if you want this is something as if as a fiscal conservative that you're just gonna have to disagree on <laughs> you're not gonna agree on everything with president trump that's something that should have been apparent already you knew that you're not gonna agree on this infrastructure deal or proposal that he, that he was talking about especially if you're fiscally conservative and um even like even with like the budget deal as far as with, with congress so you know the thing about it is it's not it's not easy to to disagree and to you know voice opposition towards the you know whoever the sitting president is because it's, it's the same way with democrats and obama you know di- you know there could have been some democrats who actually didn't agree with some things i mean i'm pretty sure they're like one or two of them maybe <laughs> but in the end as far as what is the end game if you're going to have this knockdown drag out fight against the president against the pretty much the, the fact you know the leader of the party so i think i what well, one i think you ought to you know make the make your voice known and just try to get try to let how what i said is man I guess slow the bleeding as much as possible as you can, cause you, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Let's go and put it out there. It, it's gonna happen. This like the budget did already happen, and these infrastructure, you know, proposals. I'm pretty sure that a lot of them, a lot of them are gonna happen, even though they shouldn't. A lot of this stuff should be um, left up to the states uh, to worry about their bridges and their roads, cause pretty much when it comes to the federal system, it's you know, most of those roads are pretty good. I mean, I'm a truck driver, so I'm out there on these roads all the time. So, yeah, most of these roads, especially on the interstate, are fine, pretty, are pretty good. There's a few that are that I think maybe need a little work, <laughs> but it's not like where is where we're, we're talking billions and trillions um, that needs that is needed to fix at least the interstate system and. In I guess what what is connected to federal dollars, but anything that has to do with the state, state roads or whatever like that, that should be taken up by the you know whatever state that that is in, um, and that's where a lot of this ought to be um <laughs> uh ought to be uh, handled, but that's not where the president wants to go with it, so this is um. Like I said, this is not something that was not already, you know, mentioned that we should have already seen this coming, and I disagree with it, and I don't think it should be it should be done, and but I think I'm pretty sure I know I'm in the minority of that, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people in whether the House or the Senate are in the minority because I. The majority of these Republicans want to spend on something. <laughs> what is going to be? It's going to be something. Now, one thing is will be defense spending, but that's not the only thing. And defense spending is the only thing where I am a little bit, a little bit lenient on defense spending, only because that is connected with national security. 
but that doesn't mean that there there shouldn't be any accountability. But that is something that is constitutional. You know, that's something that's that is you know that we supposed to be spending on. <laughs> um, but like I said, still need to hold uh, hold everybody accountable as far as how much and where it's being spent. But all this other stuff, most I'm pretty sure most of this should be left up to the states. But that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. So now that being said, we are in the midst of a primary season. So if you are listening to me or whoever you're listening to and are you know, you're not satisfied. You're actually, you know, you're outraged about what the Senate has done with these budget, this budget deal and everything like that. If you want to make your voice heard, this is the time because this is primary season. Now, at this point, whoever is running is already out there. And if they're um, if they don't have an opponent, it's a little late. To, it, well, it is too late to actually try to challenge somebody. But if there is someone out there that is challenging um, a representative or a senator who is out there and doing what Washington does as far as spending on this and spending on that and you don't agree and want to make like I said make your voice heard this is the time because it's a primary season so if you really feel that that way about it if you really feel that that mad about it then um make a statement by voting for someone else in the primary that that is your option right now for the people who are upset um, and if you know, if your representative is not up for election, if you really are upset about it, well, there's another one in two years. So if someone wants to run, then you might want to start thinking about it now, or or want to have some someone to run against that whatever that representative is or whoever. So anyway, like I said, if you really feel that way about it, the opportunity is um either coming up in a couple of weeks in the primary or a couple of months, or it's will be coming up again in another two years with, you know, with your representative again. So that's always the option the people have. Now, if the people want to use it, that's up. (laughs) That's a whole nother issue. If the people actually want to use that option of making their, Making their voice known to the point that where okay, I'm 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 tired of your constant spending, constant voting for all these spending you know bills. You know it's time to get someone else in there that won't do that <laughs> or some or something like that. So so that's um yeah, that's all I really have on that. And so before I get into couple other things here is another word from our friends with the founder project hello trend chat fans the founding project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens tfp's new website visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com 
Be a part of the civics movement with the Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. So, like I mentioned in the beginning, I will be at CPAC in Washington, D.C. Well, it's not really Washington, D.C. It's um, Oxon Hill. Well, oh, no, it's National Harbor, Maryland. But it's basically D.C. And, yeah, so I'll be there in... Like I said, if people want to, um, you know, if you listen to the show, definitely let me know. It's always encouraging to come across people say, yeah, I listen to you, to your podcast. I mean, I ain't saying like it happens all the time, but it does happen, though. That's the cool part about it. Actually, it happens. Someone actually says they listen to the podcast. I actually want to. I mean, I'm like, oh, really? You listen? Wow. Um, so, yeah. Uh can't wait to like i said can't wait to be there meet up with some friends and everything and just have a good time it's definitely a, an escape <laughs> um from the liberals i know well there was one thing i got not gonna get into it but you know black people wanted to have a retreat from white people you know whatever if you feel that way about it just i guess stay retreated somewhere if you if white people cause you so much stress in your life anyway this is like a a, a retreat for conservatives from liberals every day because they're everywhere we live with conservative with um we as conservatives we live with you know liberals all day so it's like um if <laughs> this is our time to actually you know get away from them so anyway i appreciate everyone listening and i don't actually know if we're gonna have a episode next week i'm pretty sure we are we might actually have the episode with the executive producer of trend chat I keep teasing that, but it might happen next week. So anyway, that being said, until next time, we'll chat with you later. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Zero seven zero zero. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. 
Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700.